Cage. We are back. We're your hosts. I'm Charles Clark. And I'm Matt Johnson. UFC 280 is absolutely stacked. We are so excited for this card. Oh, man, it's going down on October 22nd. Man, two dudes in a cage are going to be in person, live, together for this pipe. Man, we are going to be giving out our bets. We are going to be probably posting our reactions because there are a lot of eyes on this fight and it's it's these it's going to be absolutely amazing i mean let's just say that man it's a big card so we're going to get right into it there's a lot of crazy names on this card so a lot of russian guys so you're going to have to forgive us if we get some of them wrong um we're just apologizing right away for that first up we have shamil abdurham off Versus Halton Almeida. Man, Halton Almeida is my boy, man. This fight was supposed to happen at UFC 279, but Shamil was having visa issues, so it didn't happen. Halton, in my opinion, is the real deal. He's got power, he's got grappling, he's got pressure. Um, he looks to take you down and ground and pound you. He can also submit you as well. One of the weaknesses I do see in Halton is he gets swept from the top position. He kind of gets excited sometimes and he's not thinking about keeping and retaining his position and people sweep him and he loses his advantage. Shamil, man, he's ranked number 14. I think this is the first real test for Halton. He's finally facing a ranked opponent, man. Shamil's on a three-fight losing streak, though. He's a Russian Dagestani wrestler. He's a wushu rap master, which is Chinese kickboxing. That's kind of cool, man. Yeah. But does he have any BJJ, though? Uh, I think that's going to be the real issue for him. Uh, I think Halton's going to try to expose his BJJ, take him down, and look to finish him ground and pound. So, what about you? Well, you know... Just like Habib with the Samba wrestling, they have a different style of uh, submissions. And I think that's what Shamil has a little. But if you if Halton gets on top of you or in your guard, he's not there to rest. He's there to advance positioning. He's there to get the finish. A lot of people think Halton, you know, Weight-wise, it's too small because he's, you know, usually under 220. Because he's heavyweight, yep, yep. But he's got that power. He's got the accuracy. And he does well with takedown defense, and he does well with offensive wrestling. I think this one's going to be – it's a heavyweight, so the sooner it gets over, the better the fight. But Houghton doesn't really have cardio issues. So that's a good thing. The longer it goes, better for him. But I think, you know, Shamil's going to come in. I think he's going to, you know, throw some bombs and maybe try to tie him up to try to weigh down on him. But I, I got Halton. I think he's going to get it done. Yes, yes. Two dudes in the cage. First prediction, Halton Almeida. Yeah, you know, I don't think he really had uh, – I know Parker Porter – is not like a high level opponent but he's a big guy he didn't seem to have any troubles yeah the takedown took a little bit longer he secured it 
and kind of held on to him before compared to at light heavyweight where he just kind of ran through and took dudes, power drilled dudes, you know, power. It wasn't really a power double, but it was like a power drive takedown type of thing. Like a, more like a football tackle in a sense. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Like he just fucking football tackle people, exactly, yeah. But, so, I, I, I see him. All right, for this next fight, we got Muhammad McCabe versus Malcolm Gordon. This one, it's flyweight, so it's going to be fast. You know, this one I, I went up and down with because, you know, Muhammad is more of a grappler. Gordon's more of, a, more of a striker. And usually when you have a high-level grappler, it's a lot easier for them to get the win. But I, I don't know. I think Gordon will do just enough to keep it standing. And I think he'll do just enough to get it done. And this is where I go back and forth. But I think Muhammad's just too fast and too strong in this division. So I'm gonna go with my I'm gonna go with my heart. I'm going Muhammad. Nice. It was this one was tough. I know, right, right. So I, I wrote down that this could be an interesting matchup. I really think that that they, they did a good job stylistically with this matchup. Uh, Muhammad, man, he's got takedown and subs. He's got a, a, a few rear naked chokes. So I think, you know, if he tries to get anything, he's going to try and get the back and look for that rear naked choke. Um, he's undefeated. He's only 7-0, and but he was 22-0 and as an amateur. <clears throat> so, so Malcolm Gordon definitely kind of has some more experience on him. Plus, he was in Bellator. He has, and he has a lot of sub wins. Malcolm Gordon does. Um, most of Malcolm Gordon's losses are by punches. So it's interesting. You said you think he's going to stand up. I think Malcolm Gordon is actually. It seems like to me, he'll probably try and get a submission win. Um, but I don't think that's going to play well against Muhammad. So maybe that's why you think he's going to try and strike against him. That's exa- so I, I just think Muhammad's rest- grappling and wrestling is a little bit better. That so, right, Malcolm's right. Gonna, yeah, so, so I'm going with Muhammad, better. too. I'm, I'm picking Muhammad as well. But I, I do I do like this matchup and think it could be uh, pretty interesting and exciting. It's a good prelim for, for a stack USC Right. Next up, another hard name. Abubar, Abubakar, Nurma, Mer, Nurma Magada. I, I butchered that. First, Gadidzi, Omar Gadidzev. Yeah, <clears throat> anyway. So both these guys are actually really great wrestlers. Sorry, guys. I butchered your names. Uh, Abubakar is actually Khabib's cousin. He's a wrestler. He trains at American Kickbox Academy. He's a Sambo World Champion. Um, he was in the World Series of Fighting. He was in the PFL. Um, most of his wins are actually by TKO, though. Um, even though he's kind of a, a wrestler from, you know, like a Dagestan wrestler, he's Khabib's cousin. He's got a lot of TKO wins. So he's probably going to look to get a ground and pound win. Gadizi, he's got eight KOs and three subs. 
He's got an 85% finish rate. He's never been knocked out or submitted. Because of those stats, I'm picking Gaditi. I think he's just got to be able to handle Abubakar's wrestling and uh, look to outstrike him. What do you think? Yeah. This is another. You're trying, to the names. You're trying to pronounce names over there too, or something. Yeah, th this is another one. It's they're both known. You know, Russia is known for their wrestling. Right. But God, both wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. But Godzi, the stats he's got more. T he's better accuracy on his takedowns. Yeah. He's more of a striker. Abukar, he just he does the Khabib smush you know he gets him down he just lays on him and ground and pound he's just so top heavy but Godzi you know came up with the same stuff he knows what he's looking for I think this one on paper it looks like it's going to be a boring fight but I, I think this one will be kind of exciting it's really going to test Nurmagomedov but I, I agree with you I think Godzi's going to get it done I, I think it's going to rely on his striking in the first, you know, round and a half, and I, I just don't think Nerv Madoff is going to be able to get him down and hold him there. Nice, nice. Go, go Godzi. We're, we're, we're all in agreement so far. I know that's not going to last, but... Yeah, it might not last on this one. We'll see. All right, this oh, next I'm fight, shot. we got Magomed Mustafev versus Jamie Malarkey. I like I like Malarkey. Oh man, I can't believe you said that. I'll get there. Malarkey, he comes from a good gym. You know, he's got ch like championship training partners. You know, he's a beast. He's tall for the weight class. He's six foot. But what's one thing that City Kickboxing and uh, you know Australia and New Zealand doesn't have a lot of? Grappling. Grappling. So this is where I, I like Jamie, but I think this is a, a too big of a bite to chew. I think Magomedov is just going to rush in, and what sucks is with all these wrestling, it's like, you know, can you knee him to the head when they're on the ground? I, I think Magomedov is just going to be too much for him. He's going to rely on his grappling, and he's he's going to get it done. Switched it up oh, on wait. you. So you are you're not picking Malarkey. No, I was saying I like Malarkey. I think he's a oh. very talented fighter, but Magomedov is gonna he's gonna get it done. Pull the old switcheroo. I'm just I don't know, man. I don't understand why Jamie Malarkey's on a UFC pay per view events and I just don't think he's that great of a fighter. He's good and he fights and he's got great heart and whatnot but i don't know man i just i'm not trying to knock him because he probably kicked my ass you know right i, uh, I really think it's where he comes out of just it just uh, maybe it's just kind of his style and uh, i don't know he's uh, i don't know man my man man he's got 10 ko's bro i think what he's gonna try to do is he's, he's gonna try to use his kicks right He's going to try and get Jamie to lower his hands. In the first round, he's going to do lots of low kicks, leg, body, probably more body than leg kicks. 
and he was going to get Jamie to lower his hands. Then at the end of the first round, second round, he's going to he's going to knock him out. His hands are going to be so low off of one of those kicks. Bam. Um, he changed his American top team. He's a Dagestani wrestler. Plus I think Jamie Malarkey, he's a bigger guy, like you said. So he's going to try and stay on the outside and use his reach. And I don't think, uh, I don't think Magomed's going to let him just stay on the outside. I don't think that's going to work. I think he's going to put too much pressure on him. I, I do. I agree with you. These yeah. Samba wrestlers, like, they're just, their pressure is relentless. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't yeah. matter if you have an 84 inch range or a 66 inch range. They're getting inside. Yeah. yeah. Pressure wins fights. Man. Yeah. This next one Zubara Tukubov versus Lucas Almeida. Uh, man, Zubara, is, he's. He's with the uh, American Kickboxing. Uh, you know, he trains with Habib and all them too. Um, yeah, I think he has a huge experience advantage in this fight. He's been in the UFC a while. Um, he was suspended for two years. He got suspended for two years. He was out for, for for three, I think. But then he came back in like 2018 or something because of steroids. He got suspended for steroids. Uh, Lucas Almeida he was on Dana White Contender Series. Um, I think he's like fourteen and zero or fourteen and one or fourteen and one. Fourteen and one. Man, he's got height and reach on him, um, and the dude finishes most of his fights. Man, even though he's he's like, no, they say he's less experienced, and, and he probably could get out wrestled. Uh, by Z, um, I just the way he finishes fights, I, I think he's just hungry and and he really kind of wants it, and and I think he's gonna kind of drive and and that's gonna push him, and I can see him winning this fight. So I'm, I'm going with Lucas on this one, man. That that's a good pick, and here's why. Lucas, he's got that chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Every time he fights, he seems to fight someone that has, you know, more experience, and he still comes out on top. It wins, man. Yeah, he yeah. finished him. And... He, he doesn't look like he throws hard, but when he connects flush, it, it works for him, you know? He lands 47% of his significant strikes. He absorbs, you know, five and a half per minute, but... Zabari, you know... It's pretty high, actually. Yeah, but Zabari only... You know... He throws almost three per minute. Where Lucas Almeida throws six and a half. So... So he's more busy. Exactly. And I I think... I think if he can... If he can dictate where this fight goes, it's going to be a clinic on the feet. Yeah. And... Fingers crossed. I, I'm going Almeida. Nice, nice. That's awesome. I just feel it. I feel it. I, I feel it. Almeida. He's probably an underdog too. So I'm check. I believe. Yep. Yeah, he's a, but it's really close. He's a 125. Oh, so he's not much of an underdog, but no. he's still. Is that's good money? That's exactly. Good Throw him in a yeah. parlay. Taking him, him and Charles Oliveira together. They're both underdogs. Yeah. Good bet. That's probably something I would 
I would take. I mean, what, you probably throw 10 bucks on both of them? You're probably yeah. coming out... Yeah. But I like I like to have fights. I like to bet on fights that are close to each other on the card, so I don't have to, like, wait. And, yeah. Uh, bro, I, I just looked. I have not put money in my bank account since May. Oh, nice. May was the last time that I had to put money in there. That's when you know you're doing amazing? right. Isn't that fucking amazing? Yeah, you know you're doing it right because you're yeah. you're gambling with winnings and not. It's dope. Yeah, so I may not be be gambling and winning thousands of dollars, but every month, month week I'm winning money, and I haven't put money in there since May. So that should tell you something. I don't put money in there every week to bet. I reuse what I win with and win more money every week. That's that's how you do it, man. It's smart. And then we'll take a little sub break right here. I'm going to show you all the bets I won recently just to prove that we're out here. We actually bet, unlike most of these guys that say you got to join our membership to get our special bets and, and to see what we actually bet on and to get our parlays. And, uh, uh, we'll, we'll give you our bets for free. You know, you don't got to join. You don't got to have no special membership. We're not on that level, and we'll never do it. That's right. Even when we get up there, we're not going to, you know, charge people to get tips because we winning, we want y'all to win too. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's why I do it. I just want to share the knowledge and help you win too. Yeah. Like I've done. But, you know, MMA, it's one of the hardest sports to bet on. It really is. This fight's a perfect example. You got Vulcan Ozdemir versus Nikita Krylov. Man. Ozdemir came in with a vengeance. was a force to be reckoned with. You know, huge for light heavyweight. And then you got Nikita Krylov who just grapples and, you know, he's got the whole package. They both, you know, they both have the same, like, pace considered... You know, 4.7 and 4.5 for strikes per minute. They they both have good defense. And Ozdemir, you know, former Bellator kickboxing champion. Yeah. Great takedown defense. Which I like fighters that aren't wrestlers, but they focus on that to keep it where they want it. Yeah, right, right. I just think Krylov, you know, he punches through you. And I think I don't know. This is a this card is hard. I I'm going That's with Nikita Krylov. So it exactly. I'm going with Krylov just because he's a little more accurate. You know, he he punches through. He's not much of a volume striker as he is a hard hitter. So I I think Krylov gets it done. Nice, bro. Uh, Nikita Krylov, bro. It's, not, it's cool, man. He was, like, in the Ukrainian army hand-to-hand combat, and he's, like, a master at it. Plus, he's also, like, a Kyokushin karate master. I, I just think that's kind of cool. Um, I, I think these guys' strikings are going to be really even. Uh, even. They both have 12 knockouts on their record. Um, but the difference is Nikita has... 15 subs uh, wins as well. So I think he Nikita is going to be more experienced wrestler. 
where Volcan is a kickboxer. Um, you know, he's known as a kickboxer. Nikita has 12 KOs and 15 subs. So I think uh, um, I think he's going to have the advantage there. So that's why I'm picking Nikita to win. That's, I mean, another thing, too, is like just because they have, you know, 100% takedown defense, it, it's bound to happen. Look at the last fight. You know, Leon Edwards got, yeah, got, got him down. And with Krylov, all it takes is one. Yo. I'm picking Krylov too, for sure. I think this is the first time we've gone this far without disagreeing. No, like it's it's pretty pretty wild, honestly. Man, next up, exciting fight. Oh, Another man. exciting fight. Mahmoud Mermadov versus Kyle Borjo. Man, Kyle Ohio was on Dana White Contender Series. Uh, he fought uh, Jesse Murray. Uh, yeah, and it was a good fight, man. Yep. He's got really solid grappling and wrestling. Uh, he's a really good striker. He's not afraid to stand and trade with you. Uh, he'll bang almost a little too much, you know. Um, Mark Med, um, man, he, he just got subbed by Gerald Marshot. He's got 17 KOs, though, and three subs, man. I think Kyle just has to get past Mahmoud's striking. He just needs to be really cautious and not get into a big striking match, you know, striking brawl with him and get suckered into to, to some kind of stand-up fight. He needs to use his head, make it a real MMA match, uh, get for a takedown, try and ground a pound, maybe sub him or something. And, and he'll get the win that way. I'm, I'm going with Kyle. Well, he's really a dude's kind of really aggressive too. I think he's hungry. He wants it. I just, uh, you, you know, he's very passionate about it. I mean, how do you go against the guy that has fight or die tattooed on his arm? <laughs> right. No like, shit. And his fight IQ for 13 fights, you know, going on his uh, 14th fight, it's just. It's really high. He comes out as southpaw, but he still can switch to orthodox. He's got good striking. He's got good grappling. He's got, you know, good jiu-jitsu. And he's got, I want to say the stat was like 40% KO, 30% submission, 30% decision. So he's got a good, a good arsenal. And I think, just like you said, if he can... Well, stay away from the big shots. I, I see him getting it done. I think it's gonna be a, a good fight. Just don't get knocked out. Exactly, and he does take, you know, he does take some damage, but I feel like it's that uh, entertainer in him, you know. Yeah. But, right. 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 He wants to put on a show. Yep. But I, I'm Kyle Borello. Nice. All right, this next fight, this one was really hard to me because I really like Bilal Muhammad. Yeah. And Sean Brady is just a Philly phenom. Both wrestlers. Bilal's got that style that reminds me of, uh, like, Shale Sonnen or uh, Colby Covington. For sure. He comes out and, you know, puts pressure on you, and then the second round he looks so tired. But he's still just relentless on the pressure. 
when you know he fought Leon Edwards, was calling for that fight again. I think if he wins this one, he has a better chance to calling out Leon, win or lose with Leon with the belt. Yeah. But Sean Brady's takedowns are just relentless. And 15 and 0 versus 21 and 3 with a no contest. Yeah. Uh, again, I love Bilal. He follows me on you know Instagram. He's nice, really up. good dude. But I I can't be biased on this. I'm going Sean Brady. Nice, nice, man. Uh, uh, another another great matchup. Great card for the great matchups. Uh, I think the wrestling and grappling of both these guys is is really pretty even. Uh, honestly, Bilal, man, most of his wins are by, de- by decision, yeah. man. Um, He's a grinder. He, it's just he grinds out wins, he pressures you, and he uses his wrestling to win. He's coming out of Rufus Sport. He's a BJJ purple belt. Um, man, I, I, I think this fight has the possibility to turn into a, a striking match to see who wants it more. But Bilal could prevent that from turning into a striking match because he'll just kind of use his wrestling and prevent Sean from striking or close the distance and hold on to him and clinch him and, and whatnot. Um, I, I'm hoping that Sean Brady, because he's younger and he's got length, he's going to use his strength to win. Uh, Plus, he's got three KOs and four subs, so he's got a few few more finishes on his record. Where Bilal likes to grind out a decision, uh, I think Sean Brady's going to be trying to finish the fight more. So, hopefully, where Bilal wins is because he starts pushing people backwards, right? If Sean Brady is looking to finish the fight and win and end it, he could be pushing Bilal backwards, and if he does that he'll win the fight, for sure. If you notice, like, Bilal's losses were because he was on his back foot. Yeah, yeah, that's what I just said. Exactly. Like, I'm agreeing with you. And Bilal, like, he he admits, you know, I don't have knockout power. Right, right. When a fighter knows that, it changes their game plan and their mindset. But it does not mean that they can't get knocked out. And I think Sean Brady's got a chance with that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, don't she, unfollow me, Bilal. I love you. He's going to. I just think Sean Brady's he's younger and stronger. And he's going to come for him. Exactly. Bilal's good, though. I just. He, he, no, he's I mean, really good. He's at the top. Number he's, five. Uh, it's just going to be kind of like one of those Colby Covington things, though. He's, I mean, he might not be able to get championship belt with his current style. He's right. going to have to change it up a little bit and do something more. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know if I, I don't know if I like this next one. Uh-huh. You want to take it or you want me to? Oh, is it my turn? My bad. Oh, you're good. Uh, next up we have Caitlin Choke again, Choke again, first man on field. Man, I think this is gonna be a striking match primarily. Caitlin Choke again, um, 
she she tries to use her height and her reach um, uh, in her fights. She's primarily uh, a point fighter where she decision wins people. Um, Manon Furiel, she hits a lot harder than Caitlin. Um, she's a karate black belt. She's a BJJ purple belt. I think she has really good, uh, like powerful, accurate striking. She's really precise. Um, and her striking, even though it's less volume, it's way more effective. And her, her effective and damage is going to essentially win her the fight if she doesn't finish Caitlyn. Um, even though she's going to throw less, uh, um, she's going to hit harder, and there's going to be visibly more damage, and you're going to see it on Caitlyn at the end of the fight, and that's why she's going to win. So you got Man and Fear out? Yep, yep. I, I agree with you. Caitlyn... The way she wears the damage with these judges, you know, if they see you look visibly worse than the other person, that kind of I feel like that sways them. It, and it, I mean, that's you should. You should. It yeah. should. That's how a fight should be, you know. Yeah, I mean that's the point of fighting to 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 damage, to cause damage, and to hurt. You know, it yeah, exactly. Is. And I, like Caitlin, you know, she comes from a good gym. She's got, you know, Frankie Edgar, Gordon Ryan. She's a brown belt under Henzo Gracie. But, like you said, this is going to be a striking fight. And I just, I agree with 100% everything you said, you know. Ferio punches harder, punches faster. I don't think it's going to be a finish. I think this will be a, a decision. And yeah. it'll, it'll really get the crowd, you know, back into it for the next fights. Because this is the first one on the pay-per-view. Right, right. And Kagan, she's, she's kind of like a gatekeeper, you know? She is, for sure. And I think this is going to be Firat's welcome party, in a sense, you know? Well, the last person Firat fight was pretty high level, too, though, so... Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're definitely, you know, they're not throwing her in with the wolves, but they're definitely gauging her, her yeah. skill set, and... I think she passes this test. She's going to get it done. It's going to be a decision. All right, now we get into the good ones. Yes, sir. These next four fights are just amazing on paper. We got Benel Dariush versus Matsuz Gamrat. Right off the bat, I'm going with Dariush. He was, you know, he was supposed to fight Makachev. I feel like that's gonna, you know, win this. And if Makachev wins, fights, you know, Oliveira, probably again. So, two to three fights. If Dariush keeps winning, they're gonna fight. And Dariush, you know, relentless grappling, good striking, hits hard. His cage awareness is on point. And I just think Gamera. He's good, but I just think Dariush is going to be just a little bit better that night. Nice. Interesting. Man, so they're both BJJ black belts. Uh, Benil has five KOs, eight subs. Gamrot has seven KOs, five subs. Um, it's kind of a pretty even fight. 
Um, I, I, I'm gonna go with Gamron on this one. Ooh. I think his striking is gonna be better. I think he's gonna have more volume, right? And because because he's gonna, um, I, I think Benil is just starting to get old, older and slow down a little bit too. So Gamron is striking is just gonna be more powerful and more quicker. And because of that, he's gonna try and land a takedown. Um, and and if he's able to get a takedown, uh, he'll he should he should get the win. If if Gamrod is getting outstriked, um, Benil will probably win. You'll, you'll probably be able to tell in the first round who's gonna win. But I think Gamrod's gonna win, man. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna win. It's interesting. Yeah. It only took, what, 10 fights? I know, right? Yeah, like, I was, go, you know, there was a lot of fights I was going back and forth. This was definitely one of them. But just the the level of competition that Dariush has fought. Yeah. Like, granted, he point. fought the older Ferguson. But, you know, like, Drew Dober, Camacho, close. Yeah, Dober's tough dude. Yeah. That guy just does not go away. He's like a tank. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I think this next fight's the most exciting on the card. Yes, sir. For so the many reasons. Fight. The people's co-main and main event. <laughs> the, <laughs> the people's featured fight. Piotr Jan versus Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley. Everybody wants to see this guy fight. Man, I think what Sean O'Malley is going to try to do in this fight, he's going to try to use his kicks. He's going to try to kick the legs. He's going to try and use his jab. He's going to try and stay on the outside of Piotr Jan and outwork him that way. I think Piotr Jan is going to try and get in close. He's going to try and close the distance. He's got really good hooks. Um, if he can get in and land some good hooks, he has the potential to KO Sean O'Malley. Um, he's got seven KOs on his record. He fights out of Tiger Muay Thai, Thai, uh, Thai in Thailand. He's a boxing master. He's only a BJJ blue belt to where Sean O'Malley is a BJJ brown belt. Last I saw, he was a purple belt, so he must have got promoted um, fairly recently. And Sean O'Malley has 11 KOs himself. So they're both really good strikers. Um, everyone thinks like this is a, you know, Sean O'Malley's first real, real test. Um, I, I, I honestly think Sean O'Malley's popularity is what earned him this fight. And this is a really big jump for him, for anyone. Um, it's kind of like the same thing that Cosma Chimaev did that jumped to fight number two. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think it's way too big of a jump. I don't think Sean O'Malley is Cosma Chimaev. I think Piarion's going to win this fight. I'm sorry. I know my boy Tony on my team is good friends with Sean. You know, they're buddies. They used to train together. I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. Sean's not winning this fight, dog. Yeah, I was, I was gonna bring that up too like we kind of covered it in the tony shirts interview go check yeah. it out um 
I just, like you said, O'Malley's no Hamza, you know? And the question is, Peter is a boxer, but he's got good wrestling. So which Peter comes out? You know, is it Peter Aljamain 1 or Peter Aljamain 2? And I I think if, if it's a stand-up fight, O'Malley's, you know, flashiness may work, but he that Pedro Munoz fight showed a lot with, you know, Sugar. And yeah. I just think going from the 10th fighter to the 3rd fighter, they're ranked that for a reason. And I, I just think this one is too big to chew. But he Pedro also... is not... And I don't think Pedro is, like, actively a, was a good number 10 either. Exactly. Sorry. I feel like, you know, he should have fought the number 8 guy, number 7 guy. But I just think his name is bigger than his... Uh, Yo, yo. Not skill set because he's very skilled, but his popularity yeah. gives him these fight, these opportunities, and yo. I just I think you know Peter Jan's gonna get it done. I think this one's gonna backfire. And, yeah, I, I hate to say it because you know I'm I'm a, I'm subscribed to the Sugar Show, but it should be Peter Jan and Cheeto Vera. Exactly. That would have been a great fight. All right, next one. Man, we only disagreed on one. Let's see if this one changes it. We got Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. One thing worries me about Dillashaw is, one, the age, the time off. I mean, looked amazing against Sandhagen. Fought practically on one leg the whole fight. Right, but still, it's still he's getting later on in his career. Yeah, but you know, just came back from surgery. Yeah, and Aljamain, he gets a lot of hate. You know, I was one of them saying, "Uh, I think he, you know, played a little too much, but he redeemed himself and he did get the victory. Close, but got the victory against Peter Yan." But this one, I just feel like Dillashaw is a different animal when it comes to wrestling. And he's he's got the movement and the sway similar to uh, Cruz, but he doesn't duck and duck and out. You know, he he switches it up. He's still got that eight step movement, but I think I think Dillashaw is gonna be the champ again. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I agree. Dylan Shaw's champion again. I think he's reclaiming the throne, bro. It's it's happening. I think Algerman Sterling doesn't deserve to be champion anymore. It's his time is done. Goodbye, good riddance. Um, no, he's it's not that bad. I mean, he's he's got really great talent, but I think his style. He's gonna try and stay on the outside. Uh, and pick apart TJ, and then then land a takedown if he can. Um, I don't think he can. Uh, uh, right, as to where I think TJ, he's gonna have be more pressure. He's gonna try and land on the inside, and then use his wrestling. He's he's not gonna try and stay at a distance the whole fight. And this is another one where I think TJ's gonna come come for Al Aljamain. You know, um, he. I think he wants that belt back. I think he wants to prove to everybody um, 
you, you know, he wants to prove to all the naysayers that said he was just good because of steroids, that he was only a champion because of, uh, you know, he cheated, basically. Um, he wants to prove to everybody that, that he can do this. But here's um, the thing, he never lost 135 belt. <laughs> you know? Interesting. What, he didn't, what do you mean? Wasn't he stripped of it? No, because like, he went down to fight Cejudo for the flyweight. And then that's when it came out that he was on drugs. And then Cejudo subsequently went up to 135, fought Vera because Dillashaw was stripped. Yeah, so he, well, he didn't lose it. He's stripped. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah. But he is 36. Yeah, right. He's the champion, you know. Yeah. No one ever beat him as champion. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think this is a good fight. To, you know, it's kind of like the title unification almost. Yeah, you know? and it's a perfect fight to come back from surgery with Sterling because Sterling, you know, just like Bilal, he even admits, I don't hit hard enough to, you know, knock people out. And so I think this is going to be a good – it's going to be a good fight going to be very technical I think in a non-technical way you know I mean TJ is technical but I don't when I call someone a technical fighter it's not TJ but no I I mean like he's got got really good striking yes uh, Sterling uh, has good outside game wild and and crazy yeah but Sterling's got that good outside game where he keeps you in distance, and Dillashaw's got that good short game, so I just think it's gonna be like a chess match of who can better pose their game plan, yeah. and I think Dillashaw wins that. I mean, after what he did with Sandhagen, you know, two years off, Corey Sandhagen's no, you know, no slouch. Dude, I like Corey Sandhagen. He's tough, dude. Man. Exactly. He's real, real tough fighter. All right, you ready to dive into the main event? On to the main event. All right. We got the reigning, defending, lightweight champion of the world, Charles Oliveira versus Habib's protege, Islam Makachev. He's the champ. I don't care what anybody says. Islam or Habib? Uh, Vera, he's the champ. Oh, Olivier, 100%. I don't give a shit what anybody says. He's the champ. He won that last fight. You know, a lot of a lot of fighters came out after that saying that the scales were off in the back. But, I mean, a lot of that kind of comes down to management. Like, they should have known. Maybe do it in your room, you know. But he won. He's the champ. People's champ. But... I thought about that too, where where they say like, you know, and I like you should have your own scales and shit like that. But like, dude, dude doesn't even live in this country. He's at a fucking hotel. He's flying in. They flew in. What are they gonna go buy a fucking scale? Exactly. You know? Well, but, you know, like, so I get it why they didn't have their own scale and shit. I, but at the same time, he should have had his own. Scale. Yeah. Well, they also should be checking those scales because, you know, this is. You're playing with someone's money when you just keep the scales like, right. oh, we put them out three days ago. Hope they're okay. Right, right. And this one's going to be a good fight because Oliviera is no, you know, yeah. 
No punk on the ground. Makachev is good striking, but we've seen Olivier versus Chandler, Gaethje, you know, look like he's about to be knocked out, comes back and wins. I think this one is going to really put the stamp on Oliveira if he wins. But I'm going to yep. jump on the bandwagon. Choo choo. Going Makachev town. I I just think Islam is a beast and his striking is great. His takedown is amazing. He's got that top pressure. I think he gets it done. Don't fight me. I would never. Yeah, man. I know everybody. I think the question is, is can Charles Oliveira defend the takedowns? Can he defend the wrestling? Um, you know what Islam Makachev is going to do. He's a Dagestani wrestler, trains with Khabib. He's going to put the pressure on him and try to wrestle and take him down. Yeah. You know? He's from American Kickboxing Academy. He's a Sambo master. Uh, he's got four KOs and 10 subs. Charles Oliveira has nine KOs and 21 subs. So I think that both of these guys could knock each other out, right? Uh, I don't think Islam is going to try to knock out Oliveira, um, even though he should, though, honestly. Um, because even though... Charles Oliveira, I don't think he has a weak chin. He, he doesn't have the strongest chin. Um, but he also plays on that as well to get people to come down. He plays possum? Yeah, he does. And I see, and I, 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 so I think that's interesting because I don't think Islam taking Charles Oliveira down in his guard is smart. Exactly. So I, don't, I don't think that's where Islam wants to be. So he might actually try to strike him and knock him out because he knows he probably can knock him out. You know, I could see Makachev trying to knock him down and then parry the legs and try to get into side control to stay out of the guard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have to. Yeah. He's going to have to. Because if you get in Olivier's guard, not many people get out of that. He's got one of the best guard games. Yeah, you do not, yeah. So, so I don't think maybe maybe he'll just pressure him heavy and hold on to him and try to like outpoint him and out out uh, you know clinch him and and outwork him that way. I doubt it. No, probably you know since it's the main event, these two are going to be super hyped up. You know, Charles Oliveira always comes to fight, puts pressure on. So, do you think Makachev? Gets I'm going with Charles Oliveira, bro. No, I'm, I'm saying, do you think Makachev gets an adrenaline dump? He could. He could because it's the main event. Yeah. It's for the title. It's. Are you on the bandwagon where he got pushed into this because of who his, you know, training partner is, or do you think he earned it? Nah, man, dude is pretty good, bro. He is pretty good. But, yeah, of course Khabib has something to do oh, with yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Like, he's good, but um, look at who Oliveira's face. That's, that's how anything works. I mean, look, you know. Like, Bobby Green, Dan Hooker, you know, Thiago Moises, Drew Dober. Those are the last four fights for Islam. 
And then when you go to Oliveira, you know, you got... Yeah, so yeah, his strength of schedule isn't as far inferior to Charles Oliveira's. No. That's a huge point. Yeah. Yeah, Ferguson, Chandler, Poirier, Gaethje. And I don't think Makachev hits as hard as Gaethje or Chandler, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, you know, neither of them could could didn't finish him. So, and I think Olivier, this to him, this is a respect fight. Like respect me as champion. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's also going to be mad. Yeah. He's mad. He's probably going to be pissed off. He's going to be fired the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even think about that. You're about to make me change my mind. I'm staying on the bandwagon. Oliveira's winning this fight, bro. I, I'm putting my uh, Oliveira and who is that other underdog? I'm telling you, man. That was a good bet. Um, Lucas, uh, Lucas Almeida. Yeah, Almeida. Lucas Almeida and Charles Oliveira. And I think that's a good pick. I like to keep my parlays short, you know. I would like to, to list out a couple parlays. So, like, for the main event, you could do Charles Oliveira and Piotr Jan. Or you could do like Piotr Jan and TJ Dillashaw. You got to keep them short. Don't, I would do Dillashaw because four or five fighters. Dillashaw's an underdog. Dillashaw's an underdog. Yeah, Oliveira and Dillashaw are both underdogs. Oh, uh, you could. Do- O'Malley yeah. is a three a three hundred underdog, which is expected. So that's good money for Charles Oliveira. Uh, TJ Dillonshaw plus they're close together on the card. Yeah. I like to have them so you know whether you win or not right away. Yeah, Dariush is also an underdog. And then uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on that. Sean, Sean Brady. Sean Brady is a good one. Sean Brady and Kyle Bahio, they're they're probably a good bet to to put together. Or Kyle Bahio and maybe Nikita Krylov together. Yeah. Uh, those those two could be a good bet together. Um, Halton Amida, he might uh, he's usually like a huge huge favorite, like five six hundred favorite. But since he's fighting a ranked opponent, he might not be. Uh, so there might be some good money on Halton Amida. Um, you can pair him with some early on. Uh, you know, do a couple, two, three parlays on the underdog. Yeah. Do on the Almeida and that, Gordon. That way you get some action in both of them. It keeps it exciting for all of them. That's how I usually do it. Gordon's a plus 475, and he does have a chance if he, you know, if he plus dictates. Four, set, plus 475 is crazy, crazy win. If you bet $100, you win 475 you would get five hundred and seventy-five dollars back. Then that's like that's good money. That's but that's, a, that's something you know, that's something you would single bet on if yeah. you were gonna do that. Um, I wouldn't say bet a hundred dollars on that, but plus plus money like that is is you know it's good to drop ten twenty bucks if you have it. You know. I feel like that's a risky one too. Yeah, that that's definitely a risk risk. Just because risk. the. You know, obviously, the further, you know, the higher the plus, the for like O'Malley is plus three hundred. The more rich it is, but yeah. that's why it is is said at that for sure. I think uh, the bookkeepers are 
hoping, you know, we're, we did this fight early because we're so excited about it. I think within the next week and a half, O'Malley's plus is going to go down. I think it's I mean, going to come odds, out to be yeah. Evil. Yeah, there's, there's a few odds, I think, that are going to change. You know, Charles Oliveira is the underdog, but everybody, a lot of people I see are picking him to win. So I think as the fight gets closer, more bets come in on him, the, the line will go change. So he could turn into like a plus 120 or something. Yeah. So the time to bet on him is now, you know. Um, some of the other ones could. Like, yeah, like you said, Sean O'Malley. A lot of those ones, they, they get – they change. They, yeah. they flush. So, man, it, it's exciting, bro. I cannot wait to watch it with you in person. I know. We haven't done this in – Almost a year and a half, wow. almost two years. Yeah, right, yeah, shoot. Man, I've been out here like almost two years now. Yep. So I think uh, I think the uh, Habib, Habib versus Gaethje was the last one. That man. was, what, almost three, two, three years ago? I have no idea. I think I so. Know, yeah. I lost money on that one. I'm looking forward to it, bro. It's going to be a good night. We've got the, the Halloween party afterwards. Yeah. I'm coming from seeing my son in Tennessee, so I'm going to be super, super excited anyway. Plus, I'm fighting this weekend. I'm, I'm going to wreck shop this weekend, so I'm going to be on super adrenaline. It's going to be good. Yes, sir. You're going to kill it. All right. Yeah. Yeah, baby. I'm excited. I'm ready for it. Get Man. that dub. UFC 280. We cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. Two dudes in a cage. Man, we love that you're watching us. We love that you're subscribing to our channel. Hit that subscribe button. Keep checking us out. We're out here. We're building up our Facebook page. Once we get our Facebook page up to a certain level of numbers, we're going to start putting quick picks on there. We'll release our bets on there. We'll do our videos on here, but you'll be able to see our parlays and what we actually bet on and win on there. So check us out. Hit that like button on there as well. Two dudes in a cage. We're out. Yeah.